The following podcast was recorded on Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, featuring Jim Bianco of Bianco Research. To hear the podcast in real time, you can sign up for a free trial at biancoresearch.com or arborresearch.com or by emailing Gus Handler directly at gus.handler at arborresearch.com. You can also call Arbor Research and Trading at 1-800-606-1872. Thanks for your time and enjoy the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of Talking Data. I'm your host, Kristen Radish, with Arbor Research and Trading, joined today by our commentator, Jim Bianco of Bianco Research. Welcome, Jim. Thanks for having me. Today, Jim will discuss the latest with the bank walk and why it matters. Jim, yesterday afternoon, the Fed released its latest Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey. Why does the report suggest a recession while corporate spreads do not? Yes, the SLU survey, if you want to be one of the you know, cool kids is what they like to call it. So if we jump to the first chart, this is a survey that asks senior bank officers their opinion, are standards getting tighter or easier? And they usually express all of these as net numbers, the amount of people that say tighter minus easier. And you can see that in Q3, that would be this quarter, the last quarter's numbers that were released uh, yesterday, that the standards for small, for small firms, which is in blue, and medium and large firms, which is in orange, is a net 50%. So 50% more. So it'd be something like, you know, 70% said tighter and 20% said uh, easier. So it would be net 50%. That type of level, you can uh, since they started the report in 1990, has only occurred during a recession. So this is not that this report is predicting a recession. It's saying that from the banking standpoint, we're essentially in a recession when it comes to the standards that banks are using. If we jump to the next chart, you could see that on the next chart, this is demand. This is the demand that these uh, firms are getting reported to as far as um, uh, uh, what people want in terms of loans, that's fallen off a cliff. And that is a net minus 50%. So 70% saying less demand, 20% saying more demand, minus 50. Again, this is actually worse than it was in 2020. And it's only been consistent with what we've seen in prior recessions. So this, again, it's not predicting a recession. It's saying that from a banking standpoint, lending is acting as if the US economy is in a recession. Now, what's very interesting is if we go to the next two charts, starting with the first one here, this shows you uh, the blue line on the chart shows you spreads that banks are charging. Now, spread, of course, is how much above the risk-free rate are they charging interest on those loans? And the reason I say that is because we know interest rates have been going up. So this is not just our rates going up because that could be because the Fed's raising rates, but how much above that? So the extra compensation you need for risk. And that number, again, is higher or versus lower is 66. That is literally could be, you know, 66% are saying that there's their widening spreads are charging more premium over risk-free rates and 33% saying less or something along those lines. But that number is, I guess it would be a little bit higher than that. Um, but that number is, is showing that they're widening spreads. But the black line, which shows you option-adjusted spreads in the corporate bond market, is going the opposite direction and that's tightening. And that red box shows you the largest spread between what banks are charging for loans 
and what the market is offering for corporate bonds. And it's the widest, biggest difference we've seen in history. And if we jump to the next chart, the next chart shows you high yield uh, spreads and it shows you um, uh, CNI loans for small firms, commercial and industrial loans for small firms. Same, so, same story here is that we've seen a massive widening of spread. So what are we showing so far? If you go by the senior loan officer survey, the U.S. economy is in recession. And it's not going in recession. It's been in recession, at least from a banking standpoint, for the last several months. Corporate spreads are not there. We know the stock market's 4% or 5% from a new all-time high. We're still producing 200,000 jobs a month. There's no evidence that we're in a recession now, but the banks are acting like we are in a recession right now. So Jim, the bank lock continues along with tightening credit standards. Why are bank now, lending and spreads at recessionary levels when investment grade and high yield spreads are not? So let's jump to the next chart here. And let's remember in asking that, answering that question, why have we seen that big difference? If we look at this chart here, the blue line, or let me start with the orange line. The orange line shows you the average deposit rate that a bank will give you. It's 56 basis points. It's half a percent. It's going up, but it's still only half a percent. The blue line shows you the average money market rate through last week. It was 5.1%. Uh, that probably would go up because last week the Fed raised rates. And once that filters through, you'll probably see even higher rates. The bottom chart shows you the spread between what a bank will offer and what the market, let's call it money market rates offers, 450 basis points or 4.5%. That is far and away the widest that we've ever seen. This is the bank walk. The bank walk is people are starting to realize, welcome to the world of mobile banking apps. They're starting to realize that, you know, the, the bank doesn't offer you a good uh, deal for where you park your money. So open a money market fund and then move your money into a money market fund, pick up 450 basis points. Now, this was a big story that we talked about, you know, in March and in April and into May. And then people kind of lost interest in it. But if we jump to the next chart, then bank walk never stopped. So the top chart shows you the number of bank deposits, the level of bank deposits, and it's called other. And other means just everything less jumbo CDs. Jumbo CDs tend to be more of investment vehicles but it made its new low two weeks ago. There's been no rebound in the amount of money that is going into uh, bank deposits. Now, normally bank deposits should rise at the level of nominal GDP, which is about 6% a year. They're not going up 6% a year, they're going negative and we're still continuing to get negative numbers uh, as well. So if we jump to the next chart, uh, uh, this is starting to show up with the banks as well. Deposits matter because it, it there's a bank can create money. It creates money through the uh, creation of a loan. When it gives, when you take out a loan, when I take out a loan, they open a bank account and then they just stick money in that bank account. I take out a three hundred thousand dollar loan for my business. They open up a business account for me, or if I have a business account, boom, there's three hundred thousand dollars into my business account. They just created that money through the lend, but what is the governor that prevents banks from just creating an infinite amount of money? Capital requirements, Federal Reserve regulations, FDIC regulations, and the amount of deposits that a bank has, it, you know, the, the loan to deposit ratio matters. So if the bank walk is continuing and there's no growth 
in bank deposits, which there isn't, there's gonna be no growth in lending. Now this chart shows the total number of loans and leases that banks have handed out you know, to the US economy, $12 trillion in the top panel. The bottom panel shows the 18 week average. Now why that screwy number of 18 weeks? Because 18 weeks ago is when um, Silicon Valley Bank failed. The amount of loans and lease growth, the amount of loans banks are handing out is now zero. They're not, they're not handing out any more loans. It's almost like a zero sum game. They need some loans to mature to free up enough space to hand out another loan. They cannot continue to create expansion of their balance sheet, largely because the bank walk is impairing them because of the loan to deposit ratio. So this is starting to pull back on the economy as well. Where do we see this in the markets? Yeah, so if we jump to the next chart, you know, there's a certain cohort of people listening to me going, oh, you're wrong, the S&P's up 18% this year because everything is revolved around the excess of the S&P uh, and that the S&P is moving higher, so therefore there are no problems. And when the S&P moves lower, there are only problems. But you know, this is something a little bit independent of it, but it is actually showing up in the market. So these four charts, these four uh, uh, stock indexes, year-to-date gains. So they started zero in January, I have a vertical line on March 8th. That was the day, you know, the bank, the bank failures began. And through March 8th, all of these were pretty much very similar to each other. And then they opened up these massive gaps. The NASDAQ 100, which is a lot of the mega cap tech companies that are driven by AI, they're up 44% year to date. And in our um, total return review we put out yesterday, uh, we noted that this is the best first seven months for the NASDAQ ever. This is the best year ever that that index is having uh, and up 44%. The black line, the second line is the S&P up 19%, heavily influenced by those mega cap companies. In fact, about 12 of the 19% of the S&P can be attributed to about seven companies uh, as well. The orange line on the chart is the small cap Russell 2000. That's up, um, uh, you know, that, that is now up about uh, 15% or, the, or 13%, excuse me, having a decent run. But note very closely, June 1st, just two months ago, that number was down on the year. So it's lagging a little bit further. And then the final one in green is the micro cap index. That's the last 1,000 companies of the Russell 2000. There is a Russell 1000. The 2000 is the 1,001th largest company to the 3,000th largest company. So the micro cap is 2,000 to 3,000. That index was still down on the year as of July 7th, and it is now up 6%. So as you get further away from the mega cap tech companies, the returns have been worse. And as you get more further away or smaller companies that have less ability to borrow in the corporate bond market and more reliant on banks, their returns get worse as well. So where does the banking walk and the retarding of loans show up? Microcaps. Those companies can't just call Goldman Sachs and issue a bond offering. Some of them can, but most of them will call their local bank and ask for a loan. And the local bank is treating it like we're in the middle of a recession and they're either not getting the loan or they're having to pay a lot for the loan and it's showing up with these companies being impaired. The final two charts, if we go to the next chart, um, shows you uh, the difference between 
the, the orange line on this chart is bankruptcy filings, uh, the number of companies that are filing for bankruptcy, uh, 71 in July, uh, as uh, measured by Bloomberg. And the black line, again, is the high yield index, a big divergence. Again, bankruptcies and high yield spreads tend to follow, except for now. And if we go to the final chart, what does look like bankruptcy filings is the lending standards that banks are having. So bottom line, it is there's almost like a two-tracked economy right now. If you're a big enough economy that you have access to the capital markets, you can issue corporate bonds, you're in an index, a large cap index, you're being dragged higher because of all the ETF flows and the mega cap companies are dragging the index you belong in, the S&P 500 higher, and all the money keeps coming in. All right, you're, you're viewing the world as being okay. But if you're in a business where you have to call a bank for a loan, get loan from a bank that you're maybe a micro cap company or you're privately related, uh, privately uh, funded, you're in that group with bankruptcies, you're in that group with poor returns, you're in that group with, it's very hard to get credit. So yes, the bank walk is mattering. It is mattering for those smaller half companies is where it's mattering. The smaller third companies is, is where it's happening. And it is having an impact on those companies as well. We tend to be impatient and say, okay, I just looked the S&Ps up, so therefore everything is okay, recognizing that the companies that are driving the S&P higher, the Googles, the Apples, the Teslas, the Amazons, uh, the Metas, they don't need bank loans. They probably don't even, some of them don't even issue corporate bonds to any great degree. Apple does and a couple of others do, but they issue at interest rates, uh, you know, that are comparable to the United States government is what they're paying uh, on their bonds. So they're in a much, much different position. So let's not confuse the two. The takeaway from the SLUs report, when combined with what we're seeing with bank deposit rates and bank deposit levels, is the banking system is acting as if this is a recession. Loans are hard to come by. They're very expensive. They're not handing them out. And the companies that are reliant upon banks for their financial services, as opposed to investment banks and going to the capital markets, are seeing higher bankruptcies and they're seeing uh, dragging returns versus everybody else. So yes, the bank walk still is alive. It still matters. And the SLU's report is the latest evidence that it is still with us and probably will stay with us until we see a closing in the gap between bank deposit rates and market race rates. Most likely that happens whenever the Fed cuts rates. Well, they're not cutting rates anytime soon, so the bank walk will continue. Jim, thank you for your thoughts today, and thank you everyone for joining us. If you have any questions on Arbor Research, Bianco Research, or Arbor Data Science, you can contact us by emailing Gus Handler at gus.handler at arborresearch.com. Thanks everyone, and have a great day.